0: On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we start Season 2 of the Pack It Up Podcast, talking about free agent signings, who we dropped, and looking a little bit ahead to the draft. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter, at here, Third
1: down and five. Roger, same side. And this time up Lazar! So Incredible
0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Hackers. Welcome podcast. Back. This Everybody's is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Oh my gosh. How so we doing? Good. How we doing? The first social
2: interaction I've had in a week. Let's talk football. So Praise the Lord lot.
0: for free agency.
1: I mean, yes. otherwise this would have been a very rough, rough week. That's
0: exactly how I was going to start it off with. Everything literally in the world has been canceled, but yet that Tuesday of free agency tampering period opened up, and I've never been so excited about it. My phone was going (laughs) off. We were texting everybody. It was easily that moment that I think everybody needed to just talk sports in real time, not hypothetical 64 team brackets, but actually signing and trading of players. Wisconsin 2020 champs, though. What's up? Yeah, if you go by ESPN, <laughs> the mock play, Wisconsin or, Badgers are officially NCAA champions. Or the hottest new sport, marble racing. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I saw a bunch of people watching that in town. I'm
2: like, what the heck is that? <laughs> you, you might as well, but I'm happy we can provide some, some Packer talk to everyone on this Saturday and break down what happened this
0: week. So let's start right with it. The Packers started the day hot getting Kirksey and Wagner, and then there was a lot of exciting every time there was a big trade or a big signing coming, and the Packers weren't involved really for the rest of the day in terms of inter-team transactions. But let's touch on these two guys. We'll start with Kirksey, linebacker from the Browns coming over. uh, Really, when he's healthy is a freak athlete and exactly the kind of guy that the Packers need, aggressive, getting to second levels, pushing off blockers. But the problem is health. How do we feel about now relying on that center part of the middle linebacker crew being Kirksey's zone? Josh, how do we feel? Because I have a hunch you two are more on a a side that's
2: opposite of mine. Yeah, I'm not as hot on Kirksey.
1: Uh, I'm definitely opposite on Wagner. We'll get into that a little bit. But, you know, Kirksey, friendly contract, you know, so honestly, I can't hate it. Um, because it is in our favor you know if the guy doesn't perform if he doesn't play he really doesn't get paid Um, so as I I, honestly I think he's a really good player but he hasn't been healthy the past two years Um, if he could play healthy and stay on the field I mean even if he's our number one middle linebacker he can be solid Um, but I'm hoping he'll be our number two uh, either another signing or somebody in the draft that will step up and take that number one spot um, but overall, it's a friendly contract. I, I give it a solid you know, C- minus. Uh, you know, oh, if I'm grading goodness. it letter-wise. Uh, oh, maybe, wow. maybe, a C-? maybe a, Maybe a solid C just because the contract is oh, so nice. But yeah. it's a downgrade in player, in my opinion. We go you from Lake Martinez to Kirk I mean, I, a, I don't know. Well, ha, that, that's my thing. A
2: downgrade opinion. in player? You are a full grader, letter grade low and maybe more. So this is... You know, we got maybe y'all got a little too spoiled with the Packers of last off season, but do you remember two years ago and every year before that when we were never involved with any free agent and we just relied on, you know, the middle linebacker from arkansas state to be our new starting and middle (laughs) linebacker in the fifth round like i think Kurtsey is an awesome pick and it's prototypical packers where they're working the cap hit in their favor so the guys out of iowa i think he's he's blake martinez when he's healthy he's a tackling machine Um, from what we're seeing he might be even a little bit better on going sideline to sideline he graded like point point1 second faster in the 40 yard dash but you see him defending the screen a little better than Martinez could yes he hasn't played in the last two years but that's just a gamble you're gonna have to take when you can't pay your middle linebacker 10 million dollars a year so his contract broke down to a cap hit in 2020 of 4.1 million to have the upside that this guy has plug and play for 4.1 million as a day one free agent signing I think it's a great signing i'd give it like a b plus. Obviously, health is a factor. Health is a factor for all 53 guys on your roster. But if you keep this guy healthy at four point one million, he's a steal.
0: Yeah, I think I lean more towards Dan. I, I think it worries me if the injuries are knee related. Uh, if There's back issues. The really the last one that teched out the majority of the time was a torn pack, which if we've seen from J.J. Watt, it's something that he's gotten cleaned up through surgery and he can and should be back healthier than ever. And I think that's where I'm on board with it because of it being a $4 million hit. If he is healthy, I love the fact that he can push through. That's the biggest problem with Martinez is if anybody got in his face, the play was done. He was over. And to see some of these highlights when Kirksey is healthy, absolutely breaking down blockers and getting to that second level to go after a running back on the screen. I think it's an awesome upgrade. And the cool thing about it too is from all reports even good old Joe Thomas came out and said he is the absolute quintessential right. team guy right. the community loves him and if you're looking at this defense if they i think one of the biggest parts of this defense last year was they clicked so Darius was that glue Preston was that glue this team came together and now you're adding somebody in that isn't going to stir the pot that if anything is going to bring them even further together I'm completely on board with this if we're if he's healthy, this will be an absolute steal this off season. And now, now I just want I, the reason I'm grading so low is because I don't think he's going to be
1: healthy. That is. Oh, that is
2: what, how can you now, bet on he, that? I I I just don't I I just don't think Bulaga, so. Bulaga hadn't been healthy he for the last three healthy, years, and he went 16 games in a row.
1: If he is healthy, I think it's the biggest deal of this free agency, though it's one of the biggest deals of this free agency.
2: I just need you to prepare, Josh. You have a lot of time in the coming month to to think Ooh, about. Ooh, I feel this. a bet. Yeah, yeah, as, a bet on that, Kirksey. As you <laughs> stare at the walls for the next month, prepare, Kirksey is linebacker, middle linebacker number one, opening day.
0: I will say the other thing too: the situation happens more often than not that a guy keeps getting injured. He struggles. And he just needs a change of environment. He needs a change of team to get that bad juju going. I don't think he plays the full 16 games. I'll even tease that out right now. But I think when on the field, he is an improvement over Martinez purely from the ability to get to the the next level. With that, we talk about the guy that's going to be going against him on the opposite side, Wagner. Uh, A top 15 tackle in 2017 definitely didn't quite show it these last two years, but a badger at heart. And again, we're getting them for about $4.8 million a year. What do we think about good old Wagner? Again, I love it.
2: It, You know, A of all, this is Aaron Rodgers' non-blind side. It's his his seeing side. (laughs) Uh, But before we sign this guy, let's remember what the trending topic was. It was that they were gonna slide out Billy Turner to right tackle and then put Lucas Patrick as the starting right guard. Uh, does anyone remember Billy Turner? If there was a turnstile on the offensive line, it was Billy Turner in the passing game. His name now is Turner. His name is Turner. Turner. It's literally right in his name. So now you're gonna expose him on in the tackle position against the premier pass rushers in the league. I just didn't see that as a feasible option. What you're getting in Rick Wagner, outside of some Badger pride, some West Dallas, uh, some West Dallas pride as well. Dirty Stallace is a guy that can be your day one starter, or he can be a valuable backup role player for you. And either way, at the price we got him at, again, Bolaga at 10 million was not affordable. It's it's just out of our range based on you know our salary cap position. So being realistic, I think this was another like B signing for us on the grading scale. Um, I think they were two great uh, signings based on the salary cap position we have, and they still left us some room to do some other things.
1: Yeah, I – I almost go as far B plus a minus on this one. Uh, You you, you took the words out of my mouth when you said he, he's, he could, he could start at right tackle and he could be a backup anywhere. Um, I I, go a
2: minus on Wagner and C minus. on sure
1: it it shores up. It shores up our offensive line depth and we're probably going to draft somebody high in, in the draft, um, to either take over right tackle spot or future, um, or just to add depth to it even more. Um, I love it. Uh, if somebody goes down, we got two guys that could easily fill in at any position. Uh, Wagner can easily fill in at guard or tackle, um, and then our, our backup center can fill in at guard and center. Uh, so I absolutely love what they did on the
2: offensive line on that. Your grades are reversed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I absolutely, I like Wagner. I definitely don't like him as much as Kirksey. The one thing I did love when we saw clips, I think Ben Fennel was showing it all off. The boys got moves in terms of mm-hmm. getting out, and if Lafleur, yeah, if Lafleur <laughs> loves this idea of getting screens out, of getting motions out, Wagner is the perfect fit. The amount of times that he's blocking ten yards downfield because it's all put together, he's getting out there. I think it's great. Uh, I I know that we. We probably won't have as much luck as we did with Jenkins in the draft last year, getting him where we got and what he's become. But I love the idea of us getting some O-line help in the draft within those right. first four rounds. Wagner starts, and slowly over time, the younger guy gets in for hopefully mm-hmm. what we get a decade run of Balaga. So I like it. Again, it's cat-friendly. Detroit wasn't a good situation to begin <laughs> with, with the amount of quarterbacks they had. There's no wonder that there was some – some bad sacks given up because there was a literal rotation behind him uh so i, I think some stability back there with the o-line he's going into uh, i actually like it a lot uh, not as much as kirksey uh and not also an a-minus but. <laughs> yeah, but you make a good point that if you just draft a badger lineman every year you'll have a top five off
2: you'll be all right in the nfl yeah. like just sometimes you'll get them in the first round. Sometimes you'll get them in the seventh round, but about 80% of the time they're going to pan out to be a starter. Like why would you not just draft a Badger offensive lineman every year? So, and speaking of depth chart, we'll jump into some of the other signings and cuts. I went to dot Packers.com to look at the official depth chart right now. And it's kind of funny cause they, they still got guys that I don't think are, I, I guess maybe they're officially on the roster right now, but probably aren't coming back like wide receiver, Ryan Grant, um, uh, but the inside linebacker position for the first team is left empty because <laughs> they've announced Kirksey, but he's not on there yet. But the second team is Ty Summers and Orn Burks. And guys, if you're Ty Summers and Orn Burks, aren't you? I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're not looking at Packers.com depth chart in their offseason. But if you saw this, wouldn't you be like, hey, man, can you just bump me up to first team? Like, there's literally nobody
0: in that position right now. <laughs> like, it's it 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 probably, it probably Goodson and then Goodson left and they're like, yes.
1: Fine. Yeah, <laughs> or are they yeah, just I staying imagine. quiet to make sure they don't get cut
2: well like you get to you could take a screenshot of that and send it to your boys and be like i'm a starter this year look at this and they literally left them in second team even though there's nobody ahead of them <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just brutal that's cold whoever's running the website well
0: played <laughs> So Pet, moving Pet. into players that we brought back from, <laughs> yeah, from the Packers that are returning the Packers: Lewis Redmond, Kumaro Lazard, Sullivan, Tanyan, and Lancaster. So removing Lazard, who I think we'd all value as our number one pick of this group. Out of that remaining, who are you most excited to see back on this team? Mm, good question. One hundred percent, Shannon Sullivan. Yep, uh, agree.
1: I want to see yeah. a full year of him. I think he is something special. I think he learned a little this year. I wish he had a full year under his belt, um, but he's going to come back with some fire and some passion to to do some damage. Do you Second expect him to get body. to?
2: Yeah, Bob. Tanya. Do you expect Chandon Sullivan to get that slot corner position?
1: Do, uh, it Honestly, depends on what we do. I think we of could course. sign or uh, you know draft as, another as corner if the roster could take over. But yeah, oh for sure, or that drop down safety that plays, you know, in run run situations for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Mercedes Lewis, I think it's a good locker room signing. Make sure that uh, Jay Sternberger and Bobby Tanyan are are progressing and give some coaching and and some reliable depth at the tight end position. The one I'm not excited about, Tyler Lancaster. I I don't like that we haven't yeah. signed. I don't like he's. I guess he's a reliable backup defensive end in my mind, but. I don't like we that we haven't signed a but We could
1: find somebody else for the same price that is a little bit bigger, just bigger. That's all we just need. Just bigger.
2: <laughs> we like our northwestern defensive ends, I don't know, but he's there. I just I just hope by day 1 he's a projected, you know, uh, role player and not a starter.
0: So players that didn't not get re-signed uh blake martinez appreciate your time he he got paid yep. 30 million for three years by the the giants and we also in that get a fourth round pick which is ginormous i think for us and we get another pick because giants were like you know what we're feeling good about this pack group and picked up fackrell as well so fackrell no longer on the team Balaga i think actually got paid a little bit less than i thought he was going to get he got three years 30 million dollars from the chargers All signs point to Vitaly joining the Patriots. B.J. Goodson was a last kind of minute pickup by the Browns, and boys, we (laughs) still get to see Jimmy Graham twice a year (laughs) because he is now the eighth, the eighth tight end currently on the Bears roster. What? I didn't know that. Sixteen million (laughs) dollars. He gets to drop passes against us now instead
2: of for us.
1: What a stupid signing.
2: How that guy it. has made so much money. I mean, good for him. I, I, I don't rich shame. I mean, good for him for making all that money. But what are the Bears thinking this offseason? I don't get it. Like you said, Ryan, you know, Martinez, we said it on the last one. Thank you for your service. We weren't going to pay $10 million a year for that performance. Bulaga I do think we end up missing but the three-year contract hope and if you're looking from the Chargers front office side hopefully they built in and out at either year one or year two because just the wear and tear on his body I don't see him playing uh, to a 10 million dollar level at the age of 34. Um, Vitaly I'm surprised by I I thought he was going to be we all thought he was going to be a, a solid contributor to the offense in 2019, and then when he wasn't, we said we'll just give Lafleur year two, let the offense sort of simmer for a bit, and Vitali will play a nice role. And that just never came to fruition. So not having Vitali signed, then you look back at like the Derek Watt going to the Steelers. It's like why wouldn't we have been in on that? Maybe we just don't value a fullback like they talk about in the media.
0: But I think that I think that's weird and I think it goes for tight end as well. The Packers tell me another team in the league that kind of not gives up but restricts play to fullbacks and tight ends like the Packers. I don't think there's anybody else in the league that does it. It's surprising to me. I don't quite get it especially when we don't have a loaded wide receiver group, but I was surprised by that by that signing. Bring back William Henderson. <laughs> oh geez yeah
1: i i love i love that we let you know because i was all about signing bulaga right at the end of the season but i love that we let them both go martinez and bulaga two fourth round picks that in this year's draft that could be gold uh you could out of those two fourth round picks you might be able to find somebody that contributes a big big amount uh, so i I, could- I i honestly love the move we save money um the right That's tackle that we sign wagner you know decent you know he's no Bulaga but he's decent he'll do the job and Kirksey just like you guys said you guys think he's better than Martinez plus we get a fourth round pick so I mean it's this perfect administration
0: this has like uh, a second round pick plus one of those fourth rounds to move up in the second round to be within Mm -hmm. those top 50 picks it has it written all over it
2: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure that's I mean that's sort of a wild call Wild card call for the draft, but we now have a little bit of ammo if we want to go get a guy. And there's going to be
0: dudes available in rounds two and three.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So there was a lot going on. Uh, Brady, Diggs, Gurley, Ebron. Is there anybody that we thought for sure we had a chance at? I I don't – and maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I felt like the contracts, especially in those first three days, which they always are exaggerated, but some of these contracts that were given up are absolutely crazy to me, the amount of money that some of these guys are getting. But is there anybody that you're like, hmm, that should have been us?
1: You know – you know, we've brought it up a ton. The only one that I really wanted was Joe Sjobert. Uh You know, Kirksey is pretty much Shobert in, you know, a, a cheaper price tag. Um, very similar play style. Um, just one has been hurt for two years and one hasn't. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little bummed about it because he's a Wisconsin boy. But, uh, you know, I'll take what we got.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, the Stefan Diggs thing, we talked about it right before we hit record, unfortunately, but um, I'm glad to see him out of the division, but I'm also nervous that the Vikings got another first-round draft pick on that. Their their roster, to me, has always been one that, on paper, is loaded with stars, and they just never put it together. And yeah, they had to get rid of Diggs. A, he wasn't a good fit from a personality perspective, it sounds like, in the locker room, but B, his salary cap just wasn't going to fit with what the Vikings needed, But they get a first round, and it was like a a second and a fourth or some crazy haul that they pulled out for that. They're going to restock that position in a wide receiver heavy draft class. They probably won't find a Stephon Diggs, but they'll find a quality receiver out of that. So I think that trade was good for them. So obviously I don't like that being a Packer fan. Um, But a guy like Eric Ebron, would it have been fun to watch him in a Packer uniform? Sure. But like we just talked about, we just don't seem to use the tight end position, at least with Rodgers as our quarterback, like we all hope and dream. So why pay that much money? Uh, the guy that sort of raised my eyebrows getting cut was Leonard Floyd. I, d- I just love his style of play. Maybe it's a personal characteristic or a personal flair that he's got or something that I that I enjoy watching. But then I saw him get signed for $13 million and we don't have that kind of money either. So here's the ultimate catch, guys. There's always a couple signings every year or trades, I guess I should say trades, that just make you wonder how like how did that conversation happen between the GMs? Because it's a guy that has Pro Bowl caliber status, he's not too old, he's still got some juice in his legs, and he goes for a late round draft pick. And this year it was Jarrell Casey. For a seventh-round pick, and I think I saw – I'm quoting this from memory, so don't don't hang me if I was wrong. I think I saw he's a five-time Pro Bowler.
1: Yeah, four or five.
2: A five-time Pro Bowler floating around the age of 30, 31, a seventh-rounder? I would have done that all day. Hell, I would have upgraded it to a six-round draft pick. We need I guys. I would
1: have dropped somebody to get that.
2: Yeah, I just <laughs> – I don't get how these situations happen where – that GM goes and makes that trade. He, he he gets rid of Jarrell Casey. Did he not call the rest of the league? Like, is he just phoning his best friend and saying, I'll do you a solid? Like, does the other guy have blackmail on him? I just don't get it. And then as a Packer fan, I'm like, why were we not privy to this conversation and had thrown in? I'll give you a seventh rounder and an expiring contract. You know, I'll give you a Kumaro or something. I hope Kumaro contributes. But I'm just trying to make an example five-time Pro Bowler at a position to need for a seventh-round draft pick. There's two or three of these every offseason. You're just like, how the hell did that happen?
0: Well, I mean, you you have Campbell being traded out of Jacksonville, which I thought for a fifth-rounder. Yeah, twice. Uh, you have Hopkins for nothing. It's <laughs> for it's, it's nothing. just weird. It's Even a Jamal weird scenario. Yeah, Hopkins, yep. Spin zone, the Packers haven't made that move, but they also haven't made the move where we go – how do we We're get rid of stupid. Jamal Williams for a six rounder? Like, we, it's, it's worked both ways, but it's, it's crazy to me as a GM. Obviously, that world is so far beyond what we have uh, the capability of understanding, but there is guaranteed about five or six trades every single year where you're like, I feel like if the GM would have gone on social media, one of the other teams would have been like, oh, well, we can at least give you a third. Like, I, I don't know how right. it happens. Every they just tweet week. it
2: out. Hey, we're looking at get rid of Jarrell Casey. Who's up? <laughs> you still up?
0: People would be like, uh, yeah,
2: here's a six-rounder.
0: But the biggest one, I'm, I'm glad we didn't go uh, after Hooper. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, that's too much money for a position. Ridiculous. And now that we didn't go after Ebron, we didn't go after any of these tight ends, Jace Sternberger, first of all, no concussions this year. Knock on wood, let's get through that. But he has to be the guy this year. Like we have to see Jace because if we only see Jace in bits and pieces, we are in trouble because while I love those guys from a personality standpoint, Bobby and Mercedes aren't who you're filling in at tight end. But I'm, I'd am i rather have those three than be paying 13 mil to a guy that uh, it's just it's not going to work. So can, can
2: you imagine if Sternberger deals with injuries and we don't have a wide receiver number two that shows up? Ugh.
1: Uh, yeah, but so, don't you so, think we're, we'll go we'll get somebody in the draft at tight end, don't you think? We have to. So let's jump into that. Yeah. How about this? Well, is a perfect hold on. Hold on.
2: Chance. If before we do that, a guy I wish we would have signed—not Robbie Anderson, but Emmanuel Sanders. Just give me a reliable, even if he's not your number two, he can be your number three. He can he can work the slot and the and the, uh, X or Y position at wide receiver. I would have it's preferred a wide an upgrade.
1: So. It's definitely an upgrade, but do you want that in free agency, or do you want her to take a risk at the draft, though?
0: Yeah, his his demands are probably high. That's a good point. Yeah. I. And that's why I liked Perryman out of Tampa Bay because I think he's he's really good and I don't think his contract's going to be thirty three year old Emmanuel Sanders level. Uh, sure. But sure. Good point. who knows? We'll also throw in the Bears officially have uh, have Nick Foles as their quarterback, which I'm just glad it's not Teddy Bridgewater. I'm glad it's not Cam Newton. I I am okay with Foles. I am okay.
1: Is he the starter or the backup?
0: Well, that's the million-dollar question.
2: <laughs> I was, I was going to throw out, A, A I would have hated if Cam Newton became the Bears quarterback because I don't like the guy to begin with. He, he comes off as he's very into himself when they're winning, and then when they're losing, he doesn't want to talk to the press. He doesn't want any of, the, any of the attention. It's like that's not the way quarterback works. Uh, but, but B, who do you think – like who do you fear most as the starting quarterback for the Bears not when we play them would you rather have them starting Mitchell Trubisky or would you rather have them starting Nick Foles Ooh oh.
0: I I oh. I, I'm Nick Foles. I would I'm Nick Foles I'd, I would pick Nick Foles because Nick Foles ran he was injured he was atrocious last year in Jacksonville like mm-hmm. it was not very good he was I don't think he won a game I think he only played like 4 or 5 games but i also want to say his td and uh interception ratio is the same uh, mitch only scares me from the standpoint of he's literally playing for his career right now it's either makes it this year he's back up for the rest of his time in the nfl and he has the legs he just has this ability and it happens so often that we get burned by guys we shouldn't get burned. Last year, yeah. it was the tale of all tight ends. I don't want it to be the tale of Mitch. I don't right. want that. I'll take Nick Foles. He's, he's got the lethal running ability, but we've we've
2: scouted that and played some good defense against him. The best point, boys, is at the end of the day, who cares? Who cares? We're going <laughs> to kick their ass. Who cares? I, I kicked their ass. It don't matter who's starting quarterback for the <laughs> Chicago Bears. We're going to win. <laughs>
0: So we'll cover this Um, real quick. We'll cover this real quick. (laughs) Edit that part, Josh. Edit that part. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I know we'll we'll probably do another episode or two where we dive heavy into draft picks, not only position-wise, but then the individuals that we hope for those said positions. There's still obviously some time. We still have a little bit of cap room, and there's still free agency folks to be had. But knowing what we know now and who is off the board – who do we think, position wise, we're going to take in round one and two?
1: What we think or what we hope? I mean, like, uh, yeah, let's okay, go, hope. Hope. Uh, let's go yeah. hope. Yeah,
0: let's go hope. Let's go hope. We're what what I away.
1: hope they, yeah, what I hope they do is a uh, wide receiver. As of right now, uh, it, it's a need. Uh, De- Devonte Adams needs help. Uh, if he has to do what he did what this past year again. Uh, I don't. I don't think we have a very successful year. We need somebody to take the double team pressure off of them, either in the slot position or a number two wide receiver on the other side to uh, free up the safety over the top. Um, but you you need somebody in the first round or as your first pick to be a playmaker. Has to be a playmaker.
2: Yeah, I think the obvious you, you got to say wide receiver. It, the draft could play out a little bit differently where you end up taking a wide receiver in round number two, but if the wide receiver position is not drafted in our first or second pick, whether we're trading up, trading back, staying where we are, then that's going to be a big loss. That's going to be a swing and a miss. The the second position that I would argue for is no longer middle linebacker. I'm okay with Kirksey being number 1 coming into the year and saving that draft slot for, you know, that positional uh, draft for, you know, round 3 or later. Uh, I still say we need a defensive end drafted a high caliber defensive end and the way that it's I guess it's just the numbers around the middle linebacker position between Patrick Queen uh, Kenneth Murray and Zach Bond out of Wisconsin I don't necessarily trust or think they're going to fall to number 30 or want them at number 30 you know a mix of the two um, so I go wide receiver and DN still
0: yeah it's gonna be a broken record The only reason why I think we would go defense in the first round is, A, we have that history, but B, this wide receiver class is so loaded that I can picture us, again, moving up in the second round, thinking that really who we're targeting is that Mm 6th or 7th-rated wide receiver that's still a stud, that we would go defense to, to solidify that talent, knowing that the guy will still drop because... I mean, even though there's a lot of shuffling, I wouldn't be surprised if six QBs go in that first round, which means there's less people picking wide receivers. Uh, I had hoped that we had a Robbie Anderson sighting or, or some kind of stud defensive player that this decision became very, very easy. Um, but I think we still go defense. I don't know whether it's line. The defensive end is interesting, but I just think that this is a deep enough wide receiver group that we will push back.
1: And I, I think you're totally right, Foose. And I think that's what I think they have a guy that's, you know, maybe the 10th best wide receiver that is their favorite, that is their guy. You know, They're, this group is so deep. You could go 10 to 13 back and that could still be the guy that you are targeting, you know, um, because you feel there's a bigger need somewhere else or a better talent, you know, in the first round. Um, it, it'd be interesting how it plays out because there are so many good wide receivers in this draft.
0: And I think it's also interesting that the Packers, I think, are almost looking for specific wide receivers, which is very different yeah. than picking a, a, a CD Lamb type of player that you think is going to be a now. We have Adams. We have a top, arguably, three wide receiver in the entire league. Is it a slot guy we're looking for? Is it a deep threat? Who You can almost pick a specific uh, Debo Samuels type where mm-hmm. we just we need this speedster. So it might not be the top— Eight wide receivers, because frankly, we don't need an all overall great wide receiver. We just need somebody to do exactly this perfect, um, which is an interesting scenario.
1: Yeah, that's just, what i love about this draft is i think that's how they're gonna approach it we ha- we have a good team we have a very good team but we have specific holes and specific needs a defensive end that knows how to block clog the hole a wide receiver that knows how to get open i mean there's specific things <laughs> that we need and you can totally just man. draft to that like
2: <laughs> let's do it oh it sounds so simple but you're right and the beauty of that i guess to sum it up is our wide receiver pick Based on this draft pool, could be in round three or four that becomes our day one starter. It's that deep of a draft at wide receiver. So it'll be fun to watch it play out. And I'm sure we'll come back with a, a pod before the draft. Hopefully, it's still held at the same date it's scheduled for. So we're not gone for too long. Uh, but there will be a lot coming out around that and a lot more clarity. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers still make a signing. We've got, what, like 10 to 12 million left in salary cap to play with. So a guy that's worth six to eight million a year could still be a, a, a potential signing for us, and that may be the wide receiver position, which would totally change mm-hmm. our projected yeah. draft slots.
0: Absolutely. So that will do it. I hope everybody stays happy and healthy. They have all their booze that they need, and we'll hopefully catch you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. Go Pat, go.